Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge, you grab the bull by the horns, you find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. It's Friday, and you know what that means. The big stupid hat is out for the (laughs) Week 13 acrostic. Yes, the hat is back, and you know what? It's going to stay in the office so that I don't forget it again. So what would the Golic Acrostic be without a poem, right? Okay, so here we go. G is for if backup Flacco will still be elite. O is for whether or not the Ravens can be beat. L is for the Panthers getting a boost from firing Frank. I is for which team on the bubble can join the playoff ranks. C is for two NFC teams that are in the zone. Now let's hope Senior can get through this segment without passing a kidney stone. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well we done. had Well to. done. As my dad in the middle of this last break is reading us all the different home remedies and advice he's gotten on passing the stone properly. Dad, you've gotten some interesting ones thrown yeah. your way. 
bath in Epsom salt and then lay on the side that the stone is on. That'll help it pass down real lemon juice, as to which then Jesse asked, where do you put the lemon juice? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Okay, I want no part of that. But right now, every time I have to go pee, it's like I'm bracing, right? I, I'm bracing for what, because the, 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 doctor, the doctor said you may not feel anything, but I may feel something. So every time I'm, I'm going into the bathroom, I'm like, is this the one? Is oh, this the one? Just and afraid I'm, to I'm, pee. pee. Yeah. Shy. <laughs> you're playing, I you're playing Russian awful. roulette with the most important gun in your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a little afraid to pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Un- okay. Understandably so. By the way, the results of our poll from yesterday is passing kidney stones as painful as childbirth. The number one answer that received votes with an overwhelming 48.7% was stop comparing the two. <laughs> yes. Thank yes. you. Like I said, we can't do this. No. Unsurprisingly, second leading voter was yes, in parentheses, I'm a man with 28.3%. So men walking in with the unbridled confidence that comes with a penis to this party to give an answer that nobody else should condone. (laughs) If you have one, you should be giving an opinion. Yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, it's exactly right, guys. Stay away from this one. Just That's what I had to tell the doctor when he came in and and told me, yeah, I heard it's worth the childbirth. Again, I said, dude, we have no, we can't say that. Don't ever say that in public. Well, to people who want to say that, I should say let's find another metric like getting shot in the stomach. So why don't we like shoot you in the stomach and then we can you can decide if it's more or less painful. (laughs) Well, again, for those who who may not have heard, Jesse has done both, has given birth and has passed the kidney stone. And as she said, this really sums it up. A kidney stone is about three millimeters. A baby is seven to nine pounds. That, yeah. End of story, right? Yeah, that's all you got to say. You're afraid, <laughs> you're afraid to pee that thing out? Let me tell yeah. you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hell, hell yeah, brother. The human body, yeah. what a magical instrument, can yeah. make little baby and can also make rock. We are truly capable of so much. What magical creatures human beings are. Let's see if we can make coherent arguments for NFL picks going into this weekend and start with the acrostic. Uh, we've got G, the Golik NFL Weekend Preview Acrostic. Give them a shot. we got a bunch of new backups in in the last couple of weeks here. We're not talking about the guys like Gardner Minshew that have been there all no. season long, or even Zach Wilson, who's kind of a weird middle ground between the two. Joe Flacco, Tim Boyle, Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham, Jake Browning, who's taken over for the Cincinnati Bengals in relief of an injured Joe Burrow. Dad, do any of these guys have a shot this weekend well, at pulling something off? So when I look at this group, I don't look at them necessarily as what they're going to do. I look at what's around them, and that leads me to Joe Flacco. Even though Joe Flacco is obviously a bit of a statue uh, playing back there, the one thing they have is the number one defense in the NFL by yards per game. Okay, number three, uh, and and they they play pretty well, you know, against the pass as well. But their defense, as we said, is always going to keep them in the game. Offensively, they're third in the NFL rushing the ball. That takes a lot off the plate of the quarterback and can help with with play-action pass. So I look at the surrounding area of what can maybe help the backup quarterback the most. You know, when when you look at now, Jake Browning has some great weapons on offense. The defense isn't as good as Cleveland's defense. 
Uh, there's no offense in New England, so good luck there, even though your defense is hovering around like the top 10 defense. So I would go with Joe Flacco because of the, surround, the supporting cast, I guess I'll put it that way. Yeah, I, I would agree in that one. He's got the best chance of being dragged to success by the rest of that Cleveland Browns team. It sounds like they'll get Denzel Ward back on defense, which would be huge for them going up against that Rams wide receiver room. But, Dan, I do want to think about this on the other side because I think Flacco's the right answer among that group is who would it be most catastrophic for to lose and why is it overwhelmingly the Los Angeles Chargers like if you're Brandon Staley and you somehow get clipped by the Malik Cunningham Bailey Zappi or even if it was Mac Jones like there is no version of the world that exists where I think Brandon Staley could keep his job with a loss against this current iteration and I don't expect them to lose I expect them to beat this Patriots team pretty handily because I just don't think there's nothing there's no one coming for the New England Patriots there's nobody that's going to come and change what's been an abject disaster for them off offensively I think we've seen that as they've tried to shuffle the deck at quarterback so that would be the most catastrophic but I'm with you Joe Flacco uh, God always finding his way back into the limelight here uh for a disaster of a quarterback season for the Cleveland Browns let's get to uh Jesse offensive improvement and talk to our friend Ken we talked to Patrick Peterson on the defensive side of the Pittsburgh Steelers let's hear from Kenny Pickett in the offensive side I think the flow was good. I thought the setup we had throughout the week was good and the game day um, operations with me and Coach Soli and then talking on the sideline amongst the other coaches was smooth. Um, obviously, it can get better. Something we're going to continue to try and iron out, but I thought for a first time out, it was good. The chunk plays were there. You know, that was that was good. I thought we, you know, had some really good drives um, working on some long fields. You know, when we got to the red zone, we just had a negative player a penalty. We felt like that it kind of took us out um, of that rhythm, that really good rhythm that we were having. So, you know, if we get that fixed, um, you know, the points will follow. There Boy, he was. I he... tell you what. Go ahead, Gojo. Tell me what. <laughs> we're t- we're doing we're doing gr- we're doing great today. Um, I was just gonna say, in the post Matt Canada world, if you were looking for things to reinforce what Steelers fans all felt about their departed offensive coordinator, you couldn't ask for two better spots for get right games because the Arizona Cardinals waltzing into town defensively, Dad have been giving it up however anybody wants it. And this Pittsburgh Steelers team, that's been a legitimately good running team with Jalen Warren and Najee Harris in that backfield, does have an opportunity against the Cardinals back end that can also be had to try and keep developing some of those shot plays, especially to the tight end room. Yeah, you you wonder does it do that? Maybe it does a team like the Ravens pick up a Zach Ertz who was released from the Arizona Cardinals. You know, now that Mark Andrews is out, we'll we'll see if anybody tries to add a piece like this. But if we're talking about offensive improvement, I you know I'd like the question. You know, are the Steelers the biggest threat to the in the a in the AFC North? I don't think so, Mike. I'm still going to say the Cleveland Browns. They they are starting Joe Flacco at quarterback, man. They have the same record. They have the same record. They split through the year. Even with Joe Flacco as quarterback, that Pittsburgh offense got over 400 yards for the first time in 58 games. They're not scaring anybody. And again, I'll go with supporting cast. The Browns' defense will keep you in every game. The Browns' running attack will help you control the ball. I go to supporting cast here, and the supporting cast in Cleveland, in my opinion, is better than the supporting cast for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I go Cleveland Browns here. 
Man, I just once you have Joe Flacco under center as your starter and are pulling the E break like that in the middle of the season, I start to have some questions because eventually those things do affect the defense and how they perform if you start to have that big of an imbalance when you run into some tougher teams. And the interesting thing for the Steelers in this, Dad, and I heard Dominic Foxworth bring this up on Mina's podcast the other day, is when you get a new voice in the room like the Steelers got on offense, splitting up the coordinator duties a couple amongst a couple of their offensive right. assistants, it kind of begins as a new portion of your season. This is week one for them in learning there. With every coach, there's right. different things that they harp on, even under a system that's not going to change all that much, and the Steelers' tendencies didn't change all that much, but you're learning someone's game day tendencies now for the first and second time as a coordinator. You're learning how someone operates during the week in those same ways with those added responsibilities. And with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the way we said, there's no one coming to help the New England Patriots because there's not weapons. We'll talk about Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers too. The Steelers, we always looked at as a mismanagement of resources, right? You look at the guys there, Deontay Johnson, you look at the rest of that receiver room, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, the backfield that we just talked about, and even Kenny Pickett. We felt like there were at least talented players in there that could yeah. be given a different opportunity right. with a fresh start. And so that's the only reason I look at the Steelers a little bit differently. Yes, defensively they struggle, but also Mike Tomlin's voodoo magic, whatever's yeah. gone yeah. on here, that to me with a team that's infinitely healthier than their Browns counterpart right now has me probably leaning their way while Joe Flacco is the starter in Cleveland. And and quite honestly, right now, I mean that they're they'll both they're both in the playoffs right now. So even if they don't win the division, they'll both uh, at this point be wild card. So uh, we could have three from the AFC North, which I think we'll end up having. Yeah, that's which. Wow, what a. I, we said that the AFC North would be the most competitive division in football at the beginning of the year. We did not imagine it would look like this when it yeah. happened necessarily. So uh, stranger things have happened. And stranger things, Jesse, have happened for the Carolina Panthers. Let's get to Bryce Young, Carolina, and the changes that they've made heading into this week. Yeah, let's win it for Chris. How about that? Let's hear what they had to say about this. <laughs> Just be a pro. And it's, it's part of being a pro. And uh, that's, that's how I look at it. So uh, where I understand, because uh, there's just been a slight change in, in some things, uh, we're still playing football. I told them we're, we're out on the grass and we're, we're, we're playing a kid's game played by grown men. So let's, let's have some fun while we do it. Ah, that wow. line. Really diving into it's the bag of games early. <laughs> it's a kid's game. Just go out and enjoy yourselves. That's that, why it's that's the ultimate restart. He's just a man of the people. Wow. He is. It's unbelievable. That's uh that's textbook man, we're on a bad team. Like I remember yeah. being in November of a couple of like my early seasons at Notre Dame when we were a five hundred team chasing things like the Hawaii Bowl or the, you know, whatever the Motor City Bowl in Detroit was. You get to November and there's some of those days where you gotta fake the funk going into practice and you're just like, Man, we get to be out here playing football with our friends. Like who's got yeah. it better than us? As you all yeah. lie to each other, you're cold, you're upset, your team sucks, <clears throat> like you're doing whatever you can to try and get over this dad is there any reason we talked about some of the newness on teams no. making changes during the season do you get any bump from having a new voice in that room now well, that frank reich is out of there i i do think emotion can change i think we saw that with the raiders uh when josh mcdaniels was out and antonio pierce took over winning their first couple of games but let's also talk about the difference there you have arguably the best wide receiver in the league you had the, lead, mm -hmm. the, the, the league's leading rusher the year before. 
And you have one of the best pass rushers in the league on defense. Let's go to Carolina. You have, and that's it. I mean, you just, they're, they're, the talent just isn't there compared in that comparative situation. So while it may feel a little different now, I don't think that the locker room was anywhere near like it was in, in with the Raiders with Josh McDaniels when all you hear about sure. is, is Bill Belichick assistants going on to be head coaches and in the locker room just being horrid. See Matt Patricia in Detroit. I don't think it's like that with Frank Reich. Uh, I don't think a locker room is like, oh my God, just so dejected and waiting for a change. So I don't think it's like that at all. And the fact is, is Carolina just doesn't have a lot of talent right now. So no, I'm, I'm really not expecting a lot of difference there. No, no, there is uh, the cupboard is bare right now. That's not going to change during this time. You're absolutely right about the talent afforded to guys again, like Kenny Pickett, like what we saw with the Las Vegas Raiders. There's just a difference in what they walked into the party with, and that's not going to change now. If not now, then when? Because this Buccaneers defense has been big, be bad this year. They're 27th in EPA per drop back this season. They're middle of the pack with 31 sacks. And so if you're a team that struggled to protect your quarterback and struggled to push the ball downfield to anyone not named Adam Thielen, if you can't do it this week and find a way, you're probably not going to do it most any week. So I struggle to see any light at the end of the tunnel for Carolina this season. And they walk into the offseason with some big time questions that they have to answer. But dad, let's get to three of the favorite words in sports in the hunt which yeah. nfl bubble teams actually have a shot of getting to the post and we got some juice in the nfc and the afc playoff picture based on what's happened with a couple of these teams dad in the afc you've got the colts texans broncos and bills all sitting with six wins currently that are very exciting and then on the nfc side you've got the seahawks vikings packers and rams who for the Rams, you know, Matt Stafford coming back in the last two games has completely changed the tone for that team on offense. Kyron Williams in the backfield for them, too. But let's start with the AFC, Dad, and that playoff picture. Colts, Texans, Broncos, and Bills. Who do you give the best chance and the best opportunity of that group as you knock your headphones off there? Just what are you doing? My, Figure it out. my headphones off. I mean, like thought a you were passing the stone for a second mid-segment there, about to freak out and run. No, no. If I'm going to pass a stone, you'll know because you'll hear, ah! Then you'll know I've passed a stone. All right. In the AFC, I am going to go with the Denver Broncos. And boy, you know, we, we talk about two of the teams that we just mentioned. They, they in Houston play this week. But I go with Denver. And a lot of it is, how are you doing right now? We never would have thought this earlier in the season. Uh, Russell Wilson in the offense playing well. The defense is absolute money right now and you look at the rest of their schedule you have the texans this week chargers lions patriots um, chargers again and then the raiders so i think it's doable for them i would go between the broncos and the texans but i'll i'll take the broncos because they're really hitting a high high note right now i'll go the texans just because i trust their quarterback a little bit more russell wilson has been good all season long and he's just been that it's not been great. It's not been anything else. They're going to have to win a lot of games close to the vest. And I do worry about what happens when some of the turnovers that defense has thrived on dry up a little bit if that happens down the stretch of the season. So give me the good vibes, Texans. We've been enjoying that run all year long. I don't think C.J. Stroud hits that same rookie wall. We saw a little bit last week of the danger of holding on to the ball a little bit too long, some of those things that have popped up. I'll go with them there. And then the NFC, Dad, I think this is a pretty easy answer in the Green Bay Packers. They've got the fourth easiest 
longest remaining schedule in the NFL, according to FTN. And Brett and uh, Jordan Love, excuse me, is playing some phenomenal football right now. Looks like he is clearly going to get a chance to be the answer for the Packers going on past this season. And while they've got a big challenge, their biggest test by far this weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. after that, the road gets pretty easy. And I think they're playing good enough football to overcome some of the injuries we've even seen in the backfield and elsewhere. To me, it's between Green Bay and Minnesota. Minnesota going to get Justin Jefferson back, I think, which is huge. So, But they have the quarterback merry-go-round. Well, I think Dobbs will still be the starter. Other two are available as well. Um, so that gives me a reason to look at Minnesota. But I think because Jordan Love is playing well right now, I think I would give a slight edge at this point to the Green Bay Packers as well. All right, let's get to the C-Dad champ game preview, or really a review. The Eagles and the 49ers play as a rematch of the NFC title from last year. Who needs this game more? To me, I went back and forth a lot on Dad, but ultimately landed with the 49ers just because of the backdrop of last season. There was so much public griping from this 49ers roster yeah. about what would have happened had they not been down to Christian McCaffrey moonlighting at quarterback at the end of that game. They get a chance now. This 49ers team is as healthy as they've been for the vast majority of the season. We know what the infusion of Chase Young has done to that defensive production, averaging five sacks a game over the last three since the trade deadline getting their opportunity here against the Philadelphia Eagles so I would say the 49ers need this because I thought about what Philadelphia has got to do right people saying they're not playing as well as they did last year having concerns about them their last three weeks they've beaten the Eagles the Cow or the Cowboys the Chiefs yeah. and the Bills what more can they do to prove to people winning this game isn't going to prove to people any more about this Eagles team than they've already gone out there and done I agree with that. The only thing that added to it was with the Cowboys' win last night, if the Eagles were to lose this game, they go into Dallas next week. If they lose that game, they would be tied in the loss column with the Cowboys, and they would have split for the season. All of a sudden, the, the good lead they had in the East would be gone. So that changed it a little bit for me. But I'll still go with San Francisco who, you know, again, if they win this game, that doesn't make up for the fact that the NFC Championship game, which would have got you to the Super Bowl. But their thought process is, you know, we had a diamond in the rough and Brock Purdy, who we found who was playing great, that got to throw four passes in that game before he hurt his elbow. And then, as you mentioned, you know, it's Christian McCaffrey at the quarterback position. So they feel uh, their best uh, foot wasn't forward in that one, and they're as healthy as they've been now. So I agree with you. I think this is more on San Francisco. Plus, like you said, they've been chirping a little bit about this one. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of big narrative energy on this one. Certainly no love lost between these two teams who uh, both similarly, right, had quarterbacks now. Brock Purdy to the umpteenth degree as Mr. Irrelevant, but there weren't a lot of people predicting this kind of success for Jalen Hurts either in Philadelphia since he came over there. And there's probably even still some people that doubt him right now as he's been playing banged up through a knee injury this season. So two of the NFC's best quarterbacks squaring off there. One of the best stars and heartthrobs in the history of TV joins <laughs> us next. Growing up playing sports, I learned really quickly that how you do the little things is how you're going to do everything. That's why coaches always harped on us about having our hand behind the line on sprints or picking up our locker because that was going to directly translate to critical moments on the field, making sure we're lined up right, taking the right steps so we can go out there and execute and win ball games. Small actions can have big benefits. 
just like how taking care of your gut can support your entire body's health. That's where our friends at Seed come into play. Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is going to benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I just got my welcome kit and started taking Seed's DSO-1 myself, and I'm loving it. I love the convenience of being able to have it in the cabinet with my other supplements because you don't need to worry about refrigerating it, and I love the free travel vial that comes along with it. I'm constantly on the road, and so being able to take DSO-1 with me on the go is huge for my lifestyle here. I'll tell you what else I love is the fact that it's backed by science. DSO-1 was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics and the microbiome. And with new clinical trials and breakthrough research published in top scientific journals, Seed's probiotic research development and innovation programs make DSO-1 a product you can trust. And it's great with convenience, too. Probiotics and prebiotics work best when they're used consistently, just like any other routine health habit. And Seed's subscription service is going to easily help build DSO-1 into your routine, again, with no refrigeration required. So, trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash gojo and use code 25gojo to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash gojo, code 25gojo. Welcome back to Gojo and Boy. For many of us, this may be a shock to the system, but the show One Tree Hill, the iconic show, turned 20 this year. That's right. And while that fact might be depressing, I have some good news. Earlier this week, we all got a chance to catch up with One Tree Hill star Chad Michael Murray about the iconic show, his new show, and his love for the Buffalo Bills. All right, very excited for a lot of us here. Jesse Cofield sitting on the interview. It is that big right now as we welcome in uh, actor, heartthrob, all-around great guy, Chad Michael Murray, kind enough to join us now. Uh, Chad, thank you so much for the time. We're excited to talk to you about the partnership that you got going on with Linnell S2. First and foremost, I feel like I need to do a check-in here. Big-time Buffalo Bills fan has not been the season you guys have been looking forward to. So how are we feeling right now about the team in Western New York? Uh, I, I think I'm probably, uh, different than most. I'm actually feeling really good. Uh, I think I love, I, I saw so much fight in them against the Eagles. And, you know, right now the Eagles stand at what, 10 and one It's the top team in the league. Uh, they went toe to toe and, you know, if AJ Brown has two feet in the end zone and the ball's knocked out, it's a touchdown, but two feet in the game of play knocked out, not a fumble. I don't know. Maybe. Something was a little confusing there, but I think I think the Bills played that game well. Uh, they got a they got a tough road ahead, and if they can battle test themselves, man, I'd be afraid if I just anyone seeing them in the wild card. That's all. Yeah, in in all honesty, if if Gabe Davis and Josh Allen are on the same page in overtime, that game's over and they win it. So, yeah. uh, but that didn't happen. So the bigger question: Growing up a Bills fan, have you ever worn condiment and jumped on a and broken a table? I have not worn condiment, although I have sprayed uh, uh, Pinto Ron, and uh, I've never crushed a table, but I've watched plenty of people do it, even light themselves on fire to do it. <laughs> but I'll tell you, nobody, nobody parties like those mafia, and I think you guys know that. Do you have a favorite all-time Buffalo Bill? Like, does Josh Allen crack that? Where are you on your guy's current quarterback? Is he starting to work his way into that? Because he seems like the quintessential Buffalo Bill. He seems to fit the team really well. You know, he does. He really does. You know, the thing for me with Josh is he just has that homegrown hero mentality. He's going to do everything. He's a workhorse. You know, he's going to power through and give it his all. Plus, 
I just, he's not the kind of guy walking around with a major inflated ego that needs to be at, you know, said nightclub and be seen here, there, there. You know, I, I think a lot goes into what city you play for. If you're playing in Los Angeles or Miami or New York or one of these major cities, there's a lot of distractions. And I think Buffalo is the perfect home for him because I don't think that that would affect him at all, even if he was in a major city. But we don't have that. That's not what we're about. He's there to win, bring a championship. Chad, as an actor, you've played a bunch of sports in different movies and shows and stuff. Which sport were you best at? Football. Hands down. <laughs> Did you play quarterback? Man, I chucked the ball around for oof, 11 years. Now I'm working with my son, who he just has something. So we're just nurturing it as much as he wants to nurture it. He put the pads on um, and... Uh, did really well, dominated. We went uh, six and one in the regular season. Oh. So, do you coach? Are you strictly a sports dad here? What's your style? I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in. You know, it's funny because you have so many dads that go out there, right? But a lot of them don't necessarily understand the game to a certain degree. Uh, over the years, you take what you love, and I've been blessed to spend a lot of time around some. NFL greats. Uh, I'm, you know, Mike. I'm sure you played with Jim back in the day, Jim Kelly and Thurman and Bruce. And I've grown great, great relationships with these guys over the years, so I can watch it through an NFL guy's eyes now a little bit. And so I just take everything that I've learned from everybody else and apply it to the young kids that I'm working with now. And I'm sure as he grows, he'll outgrow my football IQ and he'll surpass me and go, Dad, we don't do that anymore. We don't do that. So. Yeah, that's so so true. I've chased Jim Kelly around more than a few times on, on the field. Quickly, yeah. one more one more on the sports side. For Mike and I, former football players, and we also call games as well, but when we watch football, we can't really watch it as a fan. We're always kind of analyzing as former players. When you watch a TV show or a movie as an actor, can you watch as a fan or are you watching as an actor and critiquing? I'm in the same boat as you. It's hard. It's difficult. Uh, I... It's, it's funny, where I tend to be more of a fan is in animation because I'm not watching human beings be on, right? Uh, when I watch certain films, it's great when I can have that departure. You know, when you watch and you don't see the edits and you don't see the oopsies bit, or you don't see an actor trying. Uh, I love it when I get that departure. I think uh, there was a movie, La La Land. La La Land gave me that. It was such a love letter to Hollywood and the whole thing. That gave me that departure. Watching uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that movie gives me that departure. And there's a bunch that I can literally watch and sit back, but I still analyze them. Every aspect, where they're shooting, what they're shooting, how they're executing every scene, uh, intent. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, you get it. You get it. So I feel like we've asked you a lot of sports and general questions like that. Jesse is our resident massive One Tree Hill fan. And so I'd be remiss if I didn't <laughs> let her get some questions that she's had. She's been looking forward to this all week. So, Jesse, whatever right. you've got to ask on the One Tree Hill front here, the floor is yours. Well, you just had your 20th anniversary reunion with everybody. So just quickly take us into what that was like reuniting with the whole cast. Awesome. We've, we've really kept in touch for the most part over the last 20 years. Uh, it's crazy to think that it's been 20 years. It goes by so fast. But um, yeah, getting together with all the guys and everybody, just hugging it out and 
you know, our goal was this year to do a big charity basketball game. We're going to get the Ravens back together. Um, this year I could play because my hip had healed. I had hip surgery last year. Um, and they put together a game last year that was uber successful. So what we wanted to do was open that up and, uh, and put it online for the world to watch so we could raise money for St. Jude's. That was the idea. But with the SAG strike and everything that was going on, we just couldn't pull it off. Uh, wearing the jerseys and it would just it would feel cheap right so maybe maybe soon it's coming it's coming we're working on it we're working on it we're gonna get everybody back out there and hope no one you know breaks an ankle <laughs> all right <laughs> pulls it there, there we go there we go well listen if you're looking for announcers to call that basketball game if and when it goes down here if you need some extra voices we got you covered on this all right brother I'm, I'm going to hold you to it, Mike. Mike hold you to it. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Well, we're looking very much forward to that. But, Chad, we also want to hear about the partnership you've got going on with Linnell S2. What can you tell us about the work that you're doing in conjunction with them right now? Well, I think we have a big issue going on that we talk about all the time. And I just feel like we could bring more awareness to it, which is school safety. All right. Well, you know, I've got kids. i got three kids. I grew up playing multiple various characters in high school. So I understand this form very well, but to talk about school safety is something that we all have to come, we have to open up and it's a hard conversation to have. It's a hard conversation to have with your children because you're afraid, you don't wanna, you don't wanna scare them. You don't want them going into school and being afraid of everything, but you wanna educate them so that they can be aware, you know, from knowing a particular adult to always be in contact with, to ask questions to, to know, to be aware of things. And Linnell S2 and I, uh, they put together an unbelievable package. They're trying to get resources out there for parents, administrators, communities to spread the word because it, it starts with us, right? If other things aren't going to happen, then we got to take it in our own hands to keep our kids safe. I always find it ironic. Every bank you go into in this country has got an armed guard or two, cameras everywhere, watching every single diabolical move for people stealing paper. It's all numbered, mind you, and can be traced and deleted. However, the most important thing in our entire world is our children are kind of, I don't want to say sitting ducks because that's an exaggeration, but they're just out there and there's no security. And I understand that these things all cost money. So we got to talk about it. We got to bring things to the table. We got to talk about what we care about. Couldn't have said it better. Got to talk about what we care about. And it's great to hear that you guys are trying to do just that. We could sit here and talk to you for hours. We really appreciate the time. We know you got a lot going on, but thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to calling that basketball game when you get the band back <laughs> together. We can't wait. I'm holding you to it. I'm holding you to it. You're going to see a few air balls. So just be, be generous. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> there we go. Favorable calls will. for you. We appreciate it, man. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Cheers, y'all. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 
On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, from a man who is decidedly thin in Chad Michael Murray to something chunky, which is a lot more of our speed here. It's time to get to our chunky, spicy pick of the week. The spiciest pick of the week is presented by Campbell's Chunky. We are predicting the spiciest player heading into the Sunday slate of games coming up this weekend. So, Dad, as you are old and uh, bearing a kidney stone right now, I'll let you go first just in case the stone decides to rear its ugly head. I'm going with the spiciest player on the, the, in the spiciest matchup of the weekend. Uh, I'm going with Brock Purdy of the 49ers. So we talked about this game earlier uh, and how San Francisco's, you know, chirping a little bit about if they would have had Brock, you know, they had won the NFC Championship game and represented in the Super Bowl. Now it's a monster game uh, for both teams right now. And I'm going to go with Brock Purdy because – now, this is Brock Purdy's first, hopefully, full game against Philadelphia. He got four passes in last year. He was four for four before he hurt his elbow. And then the 49ers went through their litany of quarterbacks, eventually getting smoked in that game as Philadelphia went on to the Super Bowl. So that's my spicy player of the week, Brock Purdy, actually playing the entire game, at least we think so, and what he can do for the 49ers who are playing some of their best ball right now. Yeah, and we know they're great at attacking the middle and deep portion of the field with guys like Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, and that's exactly where Philly's had a lot of trouble all year. So, uh, no, I I think that's going to be a really interesting test for that Philadelphia defense because right now we've seen when the 49ers are fully healthy and you've got Debo out there and you've got Trent Williams and you've got George Kittle, it all works well. We can criticize them for the fact that you've got that many all pros and if one or two go down, all of a sudden the picture starts to look different. But the bottom line is that's the reality right now. Health is a huge determinant in this league and they're walking into this one feeling pretty good about where they're at there. So that's a good pick. I'm not going to lie, Dad. After last week, I was reeling a little bit. The Dorian Thompson-Robinson pick didn't fare all that well. And so I needed to go fishing in a stocked pond this week and so I looked and said, all right, what's the easiest dub right now in the NFL? Pass rushing against the Washington Commanders. Sam Howell's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL right now. Went and looked on DraftKings Sportsbook, and Bradley Chubb is sitting there with the over-under at uh, three-quarters of a sack in this game at plus 100 for the over. He had a couple of quarterback hits last week in a game where against a similarly beat-up Jets offensive line, Dad, the Miami Dolphins not seven sacks in that game. Now, there is a lot higher ceiling on the commander's offense on the other side, but they're going to take some sacks. And now that you're dealing without Jalen Phillips, who unfortunately they lost to injury for the rest of the season on that D line, you look down and Christian Wilkins is the leading sacker remaining on that team with six and a half, but Bradley Chubb's right there below him. He's fourth in the NFL in terms of edge players and pass rush win rate. So how quickly and how often he beats the offensive lineman in under two and a half seconds. And I think all those things led me to believe Given the opponent, he's due for a big game to try and help offset some of that loss as that Dolphins defense and offense should both have a chance to eat this week. I, I just start thinking of Sam Howell and what, what do you know, never would would I would you sit there and say a connection between between Sam Howell and Shador Sanders. Sam Howell's been sacked fifty-five times, Shador Sanders was sacked fifty-two times and missed the last game. 
So he would have been sacked probably more than 55 times if he played in the last game. Those two quarterbacks, the beatings that those guys have taken, because again, when you talk about sacks, multiply that by two or three is the amount of times you get hit as you're mm-hmm. releasing the ball and it, where it's not a sack, but you just get hit. The beatings that they are taking. So uh, that, that, that's a fair one there. Talk about you're right about fishing in stocked waters. Yeah, exactly. Needed a dub this week, so we're trying to get on the board here. Again, those are our spiciest picks of the week presented by Campbell's Chunky heading into this weekend. Dad, I'd be remiss if on a show with a father and son, we didn't talk about this. I saw in the NBA, interesting comments, Jesse, from one LeBron James as we got the good news that it sounds like his son Bronny is getting closer and closer to getting his, make his debut for the USC Trojans. Yeah, and LeBron said he was willing to skip something kind of important to go see it. I'm looking forward to his first game whenever, whenever he's cleared and whenever he's ready to have his first game. Um, I already told my teammates um, that if they play on the same day we planned, then I'm going to have to catch them next game. So yeah, I told you I'm, I told you I'm going to play. Uh, family over everything, champs. I love y'all. Uh, I definitely got to see Ronnie's first, you know, his college game uh, whenever he's clear and ready to go. Uh, Did I'm, he really coordinate the groan from his teammates? Like, you know he told them beforehand, guys, when I say this, I need you all groan. to groan in unison. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, I don't oh. play. And they're all like, yeah, we know you told us. Okay. I mean, fair enough. I, I get it. But also, it is kind of hysterical that he's just, like, telling the Lakers, yeah, I'm skipping the game. Well, yeah, you know, so Bronny still has to pass another, I think, physical from the team. They play uh, in Vegas on Saturday against Gonzaga, so he won't play there. Their next home game is December 10th against Long Beach before they go on the road for four games. I, listen, it's cool. The cool thing is, is if you're a person in the position to go ahead and say, I'm going to miss a game to go watch my son, right? This usually comes up in like the, my wife is giving birth. Am I going to miss yes. a game? You know, Mike was born uh, September 28th. So Mike was born during the season. And my wife had told me, she said, if I go into labor when you're at a game, if you're on the road at a game, you go play. I got this, you go play. And I can't sit there and say I would have done that. I can't sit there and say I would have played in the game or I would have come back and been with my wife uh, for the birth of of my child. And in this case, it was Mike. Um, Now knowing Mike, I would have stayed and played the game for sure. But I was just going to say, I feel like the decision's a lot easier now that you know me too. The baby at that point, you have no idea what I could be. I could turn out to be a pretty nice guy. And instead you got this. So it probably was the smart decision to go play. So I I may have come back and I may have missed the game, but that's always the big, the big conversation now. I mean, when you're in LeBron's position, you can do that, right? I would imagine if it's the playoffs, he wouldn't have been doing that though, but it's one game of 82, which can be an important game. Don't get me wrong. Um, as far as me in this situation, I, I, I got fortunate in the, in the situation that Mike and Mike became very popular and, and Greeny and I were in a really good place where the show was. So that gave me a little bit of leeway because I was doing that show and I was doing uh, college football on Saturdays. And I basically said, as soon as my kids are old enough to where they're playing those meaningful games on weekends, I am going to stop doing college games. Um, and, and, and 
ESPN was was nice enough to say, that's fine. I did Mike and Mike all week. I did some NFL live shows during the week. But I said on the weekends, I'm not doing anything. And doing Mike and Mike worked because I was over at 10 in the morning. When the kids were real young, I could be the lunch dad at their school. I got to coach them at the end of the you know day in their little league, baseball, basketball, Sydney, and soccer. So I was fortunate to be able to do that. And then fortunate that ESPN let me not call college games. I took about a 10 or 15 year hiatus in that while watching Mike and Jake and Sydney do all their things. So, but to actually, I mean, if I actually had to call a game and it was one of their games, I don't know if ESPN would have been real hip on me saying, you know what, I'm not going to call this game. I'm going to go watch my kid's first game and whatever it was. I probably would have tried in all honesty. I don't know how successful I'd have been. If you're LeBron James though, that's pretty much a given. You can pretty much do or say whatever you want. Yeah, it's like that line from uh, The Wedding Singer. And since we let our first-class passengers do pretty yeah. much whatever yes. they want, that's yes. LeBron James on the Los Angeles Lakers at this juncture. And you do understand it, too, from his standpoint where, Dad, you talked about that showing up for us, just uh, for a father and their kids. But also in this case for Bronny, given the backdrop of the fact that you know, yes. he had the cardiac arrest event back right. in July. This isn't just him making his collegiate debut, right. but it's him coming back from a very scary, real moment for this family for Bronny and so overcoming that to get back out on the court with everything you know and that's excluding LeBron talking about wanting to play with Bronny and all the things that hang in the balance there I have a feeling that also factors into making this an even more sentimental moment for everyone in the James family I wonder if he'll be able to just sit there because you always saw in his high school or AAU games he was yeah. very kind of moving around of a, I wonder how he'll be here in a college game I wonder if he'll be up moving around saying stuff to Bronny or if he's just going to sit and watch like a parent or if he'll wear the USC gear LeBron James has always been an Ohio State basketball supporter we'll see if it is family over everything and uh, find out how far it's go one thing I do know there'll be enough cameras on him and we'll get answers to all these questions yes. true <laughs> I, I was trying to keep it together and it com somehow a conversation around so we were talking about lebron james in the last segment and my it devolved into my dad lebron james said he'd skip a lakers game to go to his son's first game my dad was talking about how he forego forewent i don't even know the words i'm using anymore Stop calling college football games to come and be a more present dad with us, which included him being a, a, like a recess dad or a cafeteria dad, a term I've never heard before. I don't remember him actually doing as a kid. So sorry, dad. That was probably wasted time with us because it didn't really leave wow. much of a mark. And wow. I, I'm just saying, I mean, at this point, like wow. I remember a lot of the other stuff. I remember being, you being at the games and all that stuff was great. We really appreciated it. It left an indelible mark. There's no doubt. I'm just saying the recess dad part. Like, I don't remember you being out there at recess. I didn't know parents were out there. I was busy yeah. trying to go and put up numbers and touch football. 
Yeah, parents would go out there so the teachers could have a little time to themselves. There would be like usually at least one teacher out there, oh, but so we that's would be the out there would go smoke weed. Yeah, <laughs> we we would be out there to make sure nobody got into trouble, or maybe to start a, a kid fight ring or something like that, you know, and make sure every all of everybody followed the rules. But no, yeah, I'd be out there just wandering around during recess, making sure nobody got hurt or making sure everything was running smoothly. I'm I'm glad it was a core memory for you that Dad yeah. was a <laughs> Daddy wasn't there. I mean, what, what the hell is that? He was busy I, playing with his friends on the playground. Right. I was trying to be cool. Well, Jesse, you didn't even know what it was. You didn't even understand. And, and, and what, what I was, what I was, was that you or no? Somebody else questioned no, it. No, that wasn't me. I, I, yeah. I knew what that was. It was one of, one of the guys in the back. It was Hoff. It was Hoff. He didn't to- know what it was. Totally yeah. knew what you the to, recess dad check- was. Yeah, you have to check in. They're acting like I just walked in the playground and watched kids. Yeah, that would go over well. I mean, so we yeah. said that, you could start a child fight ring, you know, if yeah, like yeah. we don't know. So that's why we were all hysterically laughing. Yeah, totally normal stuff around here as we can yeah. head towards the finish line of this week of Gojo and Golik. We'll get to this, that, the third three quick stories to finish off your day in just a moment. But first, we got to tell you about our great friends over at Wrangler. Wrangler jean shirts and jackets made for the ride of life whether you're going out there and enjoying those cooler days and longer nights and styles that'll keep you warm comfortable moving and looking great no matter where you are you can wear wrangler jeans literally anywhere at work out at night playing a pickup game with your friends out being the recess dad starting a child fight ring or watching the game on tv they're that comfortable and that durable there's wrangler shirt for every occasion casualties snaps button-ups layer them together for a little bit of both and don't forget the iconic wrangler jackets this was my father's mistake i didn't know notice him out there at recess but had he been wearing an iconic wrangler jacket then it would have been beaten into my brain as a core memory so when the weather starts to chill and you need to venture out wrangler will keep you ready for anything add some wrangler to your getup with jean shirts and jackets that look great fit great and move great so that you're always ready for whatever life throws at you save 15 percent in your first wrangler.com order when you use promo code gojo 15 wrangler for the ride of life all right, guys, let's get to this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to finish off the day. And let's start off with the most important business out here. Subway's doing a foot-long cookie in their ever-present quest to get back into the nation's limelight here, using millions of advertising dollars to secure athletes and entertainers of all sorts in their advertising campaign. They finally came on home to the easiest idea, which is, Dad, just give us a foot-long chocolate chip cookie, and we'll instantly come sprinting back to your doors. Because I can promise you, Monday when this thing pops off, next month they're starting this in december i will be first in line to go and get the two-foot cookie the amount of money that they could have saved from paying all the stars that they had in the subway commercials it could have been a 15 second commercial just showing a foot long cookie and maybe a voice for the last five saying starting whenever foot long cookie that would have been it That would have been all we needed. We'd have been at Subway. We'd have been standing in line at Subway, and they'd have saved a bunch of money. And, guys, December 4th is National Cookie Day, and it's going to be free on December 4th. Oh. I'm assuming you have to, like, purchase a sandwich, too, or something, but just thought I would let people know. 
Cool. I'm willing I'm to do whatever it yep. takes. And now yep. dad is imprinted into my brain. The only advertisement Subway needed was Charles Barkley wolfing down these the way he did the impression of him wolfing down the churros when he was demeaning the women of San Antonio <laughs> way back in the day. So yeah. Subway, get on that one. Give us the commercial that we all deserve. Let's get to that, guys. Yesterday, Deion Sanders was named SI Sports Person of the Year. Now, given SI's recent track record with their journalistic integrity, we can call into question the veracity of this award but uh dad there's no doubt Deion sanders was an important part of this sports year we talked about the popular numbers around college football you could certainly trace a lot of that back to colorado and their pop popularity that transcended the world of sports through the first quarter of the season but obviously after that lost eight of their last night including six in a row to end the season so uh it's apparently uh, more about how you start than how you finish i think we're flipping that old phrase yeah, listen, what he brought to college football, which obviously is the second most popular sport behind the NFL, so it's it's there anyway, but to bring the extra limelight that he did and just how he conducts his business as one of the greatest NFL uh, players of all time, uh, I, I get it. Now, now, the all, do you guys believe now? Do you believe now? Well, actually, no, we don't really believe. You know, we'll see. Like, like most people said, let's wait and see. It's a good start. It finished more like a lot of people thought. Now we'll see where he goes from here. Uh, but, but I get this award. I mean, to a sport that is already madly popular, he brought even more uh, eyes to it and cameras to it. So uh, I, I'm absolutely cool with that award. Yeah, you know what? It's one of those things that's going to get really interesting now. We've seen a bunch of decommits. The off-seasons are so chaotic with the portal now that it's hard to know just how much of that to ascribe. But the road's going to get tougher. This is the first real adversity for Deion Sanders' coaching career. I did have one thought. I saw the preview last night on Thursday Night Football for the Amazon documentary Coach Prime. I wonder how many games of the season that documentary covers because a lot of the promo stuff is yep. from that first stretch there where they're on game yep. day and the Rock's talking about him. Are we going to get to those eight losses in nine weeks at the end of the season? I have questions about that. I don't know if we'll get to the answers until the documentary comes out or if it's already out. I haven't seen it yet. Still got to get to the Barry Sanders one, too. Um, let's get to the third, though, guys, and get to the important stuff. We're talking about championships in sports all weekend. We have got the 33rd running of the housekeeping Olympics coming up in Las Vegas, including six events mop race vacuuming buffer pad toss bed making a spirit dance what the hell and the executive the hell challenge that? where hospitality team bosses navigate a slalom course driving floor scrubbers here we've got six teams from the las vegas hotels groups a housekeeping team from the defense department and two groups of hospitality workers from canada dad uh what would be your premier event in the housekeeping olympics i don't know what a buffer pad toss is I, I certainly don't know what a spirit dance is, though I enjoy dancing. I would like to drive the floor scrubber in a slalom course because it reminds me of the what 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 is it the which lawnmower bowl was it where they raced the lawnmowers the riding oh, the mowers. bad boy mowers Gasparilla that, bowl. I mean how how much fun that would be. But out of all of those, I do vacuum. I think I can vacuum pretty well. Uh, so I'd probably lean there. The team from the uh, Bellagio group, they're the ones that won the overall competition, so congratulations to them. Mike, in living alone and having to keep your home house clean, which one of these uh, events would you excel at? 
So I would say this, um, I think we've talked about it before on the show. There are a few things as deeply satisfying as that feeling when you run the vacuum over a couple of really nasty stretches of stuff on the ground and you get that popping that goes up into it, that little yep. crackle. Yeah. Oh, there's just not quite a rush like that. Bed making would be my spot, though. I start every day by making my bed when I get done really? with the show, go over there, knock that out. It's a gift to my future self to go into a made bed at night when I lay down. And so I feel like I'd have that one knocked out. Jesse, what about you? Um, I would be really bad at all of these. I'm not good at any of this. Um, I like to vacuum. I don't think I'm particularly good at it. I am very grateful for uh, the amazing housekeeper that I have who comes once a week and keeps my house in order because I certainly do not. They're the pros. Let the pros do the work. The most satisfying chore for me, it's not on here, is power washing where you see oh. such immediate results yeah. in power washing. Oh, it makes yes. me feel so good. Yeah, that oh, cleans the soul. nothing yeah. in this world quite like the feeling of seeing and feeling the power of the power washer in your hands. Maybe the only feeling that matches that is downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing this show. <laughs> Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.